What's up, y'all? This is BS, the number one spot for the slightly unhinged and the overly opinionated. And today we're going to be talking about why I'm so bored with this new year, new me shit. Because the year starts when you say it starts. And as always, there's at least eight different people running this podcast, and they are all me, baby. So buckle up, buttercup. Cue the music. I ain't got time for bullshit. Like I said, today we talking about why I'm so bored of that new year, new me shit. So I figured I'd talk about seven things you really gonna need for your new year to be successful. And half the time I'm really talking to myself, because I need this shit too. But you get the gist. And I'm gonna be continuing with the billionaire by 30 words, because cause this is my shit and I can do what I want. So just as a refresher, the word's gonna lead to the topic and the topic's gonna lead to discussion. And the first word is trite. Trite is an overused remark or opinion that lacks originality and freshness. So how would I use it? I know y'all might be tired of hearing this because it's a little trite, but... It really do all start with the mindset. All you gotta do is get your mind right and your life gonna follow. That's why when people be like, be delusional, it worked for them because they was actually being delusional. They trained their mind to believe the delusion. It's just one of those I think, therefore I am type things. And that leads us to our first topic, bored with distractions. The number one thing you need to bring into the new year is your concentration and your focus. This year, you ain't got no time for no distractions. This is the time when you focus on you, your goals, that shit you've been putting off for three years that you say, oh, I'm gonna do next year, I'm gonna do next year. You keep waiting on the ball to drop, the ball has dropped. The new year starts when you do. You ain't got to wait for Tom, Dick, and Harry to get their shit together before you get your shit together. If you say, oh, I want to get in shape this year and you want to exercise, get your ass up every morning and exercise. If you know that you can't get up every morning, get up at night. And then you ain't got to do these elaborate-ass workouts. Pick something. And you ain't even got to go to the gym. Them folks don't want you there. I ain't even going to cap to you. You going, you hogging up all the equipment, you not going to be there next week. <sighs> you might as well just start at home. Start at home. But I get that it's like some people go to the gym to exercise just like somebody had to go to the library to study. I get that part. So if you know that that's you, then go ahead and do it. But if you know that you are not going to be consistent in the gym, make a home routine. And then over time, you're going to be like, damn, I want to do more and I want to do more. You might start working out at home and realize that you actually love working out. Now you got a gym membership and you got a trainer and all this other stuff. Or shit, you never know. You might fuck around and have a whole home gym by the time you're done. And then you ain't got to go and do all this crazy shit. Look up the areas that you want to target and go for that. And maybe even do three sets of that one thing. If that's all you can do that day, then that's all you can do. You ain't got to work out for 30 to 45 minutes or an hour like everybody else do. Start with five minutes. Start with five minutes this week, and you up at the shit, up at the six minutes, seven minutes, shit. Even if every week you only up it by one minute, by the end of the year, you damn near doing an hour a day. So even if you have to start small, then just do that. Or if you have a goal that requires a proper plan and execution and all the other stuff, then make a list or make a vision board. But make sure it's something that you can do. If you know that you fall off of your yearly plans within the first two months, then don't make a yearly plan. Make a monthly plan. Oh, this month I want to do this, 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 and this. And then if you're not good with monthly plan and you know that you fall off after three days, make a daily plan. And don't wait to do it. Y'all be waiting on the ball to drop. The ball has already dropped. Y'all wear all this Nike and have forgot the phrase. Just do it. And Nike, if you want to sponsor me, I'm here for you, baby. Okay. <laughs> No real shit, though. But yeah, create a schedule. Create a routine. I know in pharmacy school, before I dropped out, they had this thing where um they said to do an hourly routine. So a 24-hour day, do an hourly routine for the 24 hours. And you include when you're going to eat, when you're going to sleep, when you're going to exercise, when you're going to lollygag. If you notice you scroll for three hours, you putting that in there. 
Like, don't overload yourself, but also don't procrastinate. Because I can make a whole list, and I usually overpack my list because I know I'm going to procrastinate on a lot of things on the list. So I always get done at least four things on the list, which ironically always ends up being the four things that I originally had to do. And then I know I have ADHD, so I could be working on this project and now I see that I need to work on this project, this project needs my attention, or I wanna do this and I wanna do that. So it's like, I get pulled in different directions, but I still get the job done. But if you know that you are not good with long-term, just don't do long-term, do short-term. And if you have an idea that you've been thinking on and it's eating at you, you probably just need to execute that fucking idea. And if you like me, you're probably like, oh, I don't have the proper tools for this, or I can't do this because I don't have this, or whatever. It don't fucking matter. Social media has made it literally impossible for you not to accomplish your goals. No matter what that thing is, if you have a phone, you could do it. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to care as much about that thing that's been eating at you, that you know that you want to do. Nobody's going to care more than you. So why not follow through and see what happens? And that leads me to word two, nomiety. Nomiety means an excess over abundance or a quantity over what's needed. So how would I use it? I don't know if y'all peeping, but friends nowadays is starting to look a lot more like a liability than an asset. And there's no in between. You either a liability friend or an asset friend. Cause it seems like we got a Nomiety of the Tory Lanez type friends and not enough of the RDC world type friends. But that leads us to our next topic, board with liabilities. Cause at this point it only take three seconds of hateration in your dancery to get got. Your friends can really make or break you these days. That's why I don't understand why people don't treat their friends like a relationship. Like the same way that you would wait and be cautious of getting into a relationship with somebody, you should do that same thing with friends. You need friends that you could be yourself around. Like if you gotta be another motherfucker to hang with a motherfucker, you don't need to be around that motherfucker. And you need to choose people that got something to lose. Cause anybody with nothing to lose will help you lose everything that you got. And I don't mean nothing to lose like a house and a car and financials. I mean nothing to lose. Motherfuckers is wild and crazy out here. They don't give a fuck about their freedom. They don't give a fuck about their mind. They don't give a fuck about their kids. They don't give a fuck about their family. Them type of people, leave them the fuck alone. Anybody who don't give a fuck about their damn self can't care about you. You need friends that can better you. If you throw an idea out there, you have to trust that not only will they not steal your idea, but they could add something to it. Like if I say, oh, I want to open up a gym for women or something like that. I need a friend that's going to be like, okay, well, you should get the gym equipment from this spot rather than this spot because this spot's cheaper. You know what I mean? Like I need somebody that can give me some type of substance. There's no reason why you're in a room full of people and you feel like you by yourself and not in a good way. Because a friendship is a relationship. Well, a real friendship. And then you got to know the tears of your friends and which ones you can mix and mingle with each other. Some friends are like family and, you know, the chosen family, not the toxic family. But some friends are like family. That's your dog. That's your ace. You know, if something happened right now, you can call that person. If you need something, that person got you. And those types, just like family, you might not see as often. You might not hear from as often. But, you know, if I call you, you got me. If you call me, I got you. You have a solidified family type relationship. I might not see you a lot. I might not talk to you a lot. I might not hear from you a lot, but I love knowing that you good. And you love knowing that I'm good. That's that family type of relationship. Y'all probably knew each other for a long, long, long time, but it's not that y'all fell off. It's just that y'all don't talk as much. Then you got your acquaintances. Those are the ones that like, you know, you go to Walmart or something like that and you see them, you don't run. You don't look the other way. You don't go and hide into thin air or anything like that you be like oh crap how you been stuff like that you actually do kind of care how they've been but you're not feeling upstay at your house or 
or borrow your car or lend them any money or nothing like that. You just be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll see you later, Bob. Like, eh. Acquaintance is probably like a work friend, like a low-level work friend. Somebody you only see at work and you dip. That's an acquaintance to me. Then you have a real friend. To me, a real friend is somebody you ain't got to ask how you been because that person has already been talking to you. That's the person you talk to like once a week. You go out for drinks sometimes. You hang out with them. They know about you. You know about them. Like y'all okay sharing y'all lives with each other. Like y'all hang out. Y'all rock. Like that's your real friend. Like the real friend is like the family friend, but y'all talk a lot more and y'all vibe a lot more and y'all know a lot more about each other's lives. Then you got your best friend. That's the hide the body type friend. That's best friend. But because that's best friend, y'all did the body in together. That's best friend. In my opinion, the only difference between a best friend and a relationship is because the best friend is platonic. To me, that's literally the only difference. That's not just your friend. That's your best friend. And then you got them people that you got to keep around because they good network friends. You got to know your network friends and you can't let them mingle with any of your other friends. These are the people that if somebody say, oh, do you know somebody that blah, 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 blah? And he'd be like, yeah, I got a person for that. These are the people who you know that you're going to need. These network friends are the ones that maybe you have a business and this person has a business and they're doing better than you. That's the person that you talk to. That's like your mentor type friend. It's just business. I mean, y'all cool or whatnot, but it's just business. You're not going to put them around the homies that you go and you go and drink with. These friends are friends that can propel you forward in some way, shape, or form. And those type of friends, you don't give a damn what they into. As long as they ain't, you know, as long as they ain't hurt nobody. I mean, I'm not saying keep R. Kelly as a network friend or nothing like that. But what I'm saying is if they, say for instance, like, I don't know if y'all watch Basketball Wives. I used to watch it a long time ago. And Jackie Christie was always the messiest of the basketball, of the basketball wives. And even if you don't know who that is, it don't matter. Whether they messy or not, no matter how messy they are, as long as they don't bring that shit to your front door, that shit don't have nothing to do with you. These are network friends. This is business. This is not personal. Those are people that you keep at arm's length. They don't know nothing about you. They don't know anything that's going on in your life for real, but they know that specific thing that they're helping you with. If they're actively helping you with business, then you telling them about your business. It's like a teacher. The teacher there to teach. You might know a little bit of something about the teacher here and there or whatever, but the teacher is there ultimately to teach you something. Like, you're not finna go home with them. Well, some people, some people do. Some some teachers do take their work home in a good way. I'm talking about in a good way. Like, you know, teachers that be wanting to help or whatever. But that's not teachers that I'm talking about. I'm talking about teachers that teach you. They teach you what they need to teach you. And you get the fuck on. That's that's what them type of friends is like. The friends that can get you places, but they don't know the places that you've been. And you do not upgrade these people. That's when people be like, oh, don't mix business and pleasure. Do not upgrade these people. You will lose out on a phenomenal connection because you're trying to take it further than what the connection was meant to be. And honestly, that's meant for all the connections. Don't take it further than it's supposed to be. If you see that this person is talking shit about their friends every time that you with them, don't be that friend to give them more shit to talk about with their other friends. Really just doesn't make any sense, you know? But that just comes into knowing when your friend is your friend or knowing which place to put them really observing somebody and noticing like how they are how they operate what they do in their day-to-day lives how they like you know just know how they get down that lets you know what tier they're supposed to be in and then knowing what category that you put them in that lets you know what you can and cannot do and what you can and cannot say but honestly all in all you need good people around you if you want to have a successful year but let's go to number three the word is inimical inimical means tending to obstruct or harm so how would i use it 
I don't know when it became a trend to troll people professionally and shit, but keep in mind that some people will tap that ass offline. And honestly, some people will tap that ass online. That's why so many comment isn't available after somebody clap back on your ass. But I'm just saying, out of all the emotions that you choose to display on a daily, why is it that only the inimical ones keep making a cut? And that leads us to our third topic, bored with the cold. And I'm not talking temperature. I just don't understand why people choose to be terrible fucking people. Like, love is free out here. Love is literally free. You ain't got to put your trust and faith in somebody like how y'all be doing with these celebrities, but love is free. And I'm not talking about that fake spiritual love either. To me, spiritual love is toxic as fuck. Because it's like those are the people who came out of religion, now they're into spirituality. So they feel like, you know the episode in Raven, when Rainbow came? That's literally the vibes that fake spiritual people give me. They be like, hi, I'm Rainbow. Like, everything is not rainbows and sunshines all the time. Because them the ones that practice and preach that toxic positivity. I'm not finna be happy all the time. Shit happens in life. It's part of the experience. I'm not gonna want to talk to your ass all the time. And just because I'm having a bad moment don't mean I'm having a bad day or I'm being a bad person. Like, some people need to pump their brakes. And it seems like sometimes people really just band together to hate on other people. Like, I don't understand why the bandwagon of hatred got so many damn seats, but y'all gonna feel them motherfuckers every time. Like, I would never forgive y'all for what y'all did to Beyonce. I heard that there was a second part to the fucking album. I'm trying to get it. I heard there was visuals. I'm trying to get that too. Y'all need to leave Beyonce alone so that she can give us the music that we need. Beyonce literally made an entire manifestation album. And people was mad because she said, quit your job. She's not making music for her. She's making it for you. Like in the new Best Man series. And I love that they did a series instead of a movie. Like, shit hit. But anyway, so in there, at the end, I don't know if y'all noticed, but with Jordan, when she quit her job, it was, you won't break my soul, when it was that moment where she was saying, don't quit her job. That's what she meant. She meant when the job is your life, you not doing shit else, you ain't having shit else, you don't have a relationship or anything because you are so consumed with a job. When it is taking a toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally, it's taking a toll on your life, you lose you done lost everything due to a job, quit. That's what she meant. And I don't know if y'all noticed, but she probably talking about herself. Because all these damn hateful comments and these hate bandwagons probably made her fucking quit too, you bitches. I really need that album. You know how hard I need these manifestations to hit this year? That album was literally one of the most inspirational albums. And people found a way to jump on a hate bandwagon for it. And the worst part is, y'all don't do that shit to rappers. Rappers that be talking about killing and stealing and shit. Rick Ross literally made a song where he said, I took her home and I enjoyed that. And she ain't even know it. I didn't hear shit. I didn't hear nobody say shit. People literally swept that under a rug. But Beyonce said, quit your fucking job. So we had to, we had to create a bandwagon of hate. We had to do it. Fuck is wrong with y'all. Like, I don't understand why you can't just be good to people. You ain't always got to be nice to people, but I feel like you should be good to people. It's like if you don't like something and it's not hurting nobody mentally, physically, emotionally, anything like that, you could just not comment. You could, you could like, shut the fuck up or something. I don't know. And I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. When something hit me that hard, I, I had to say something. But it's stuff that I would say in real life. You got to have empathy for people. Because somebody said, I don't remember where I saw it at, if it was Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or whatever the fuck, but they were saying that empathy, empathy is stronger than love. And I was like, damn, 
that is so fucking true because from empathy that's how a lot of people forgive it's just like this person did you dirty you might not love them anymore because i feel like you have to like somebody in order to love them but i feel like empathy soars over all that because i might not like you i might not love you you might have did something to me but i know why you did what you did like when it comes to family i don't hate my family at all but i noticed that they're very 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 toxic but i can also notice that it's not their fault this is generations worth of shit that they working through because the things that i noticed in my mom i see in her mom and yeah, I'm not going to continue the cycle, but I can understand why a person is the way that they are. But that also don't mean you got to go for the okie doke. Like you can understand, you can have empathy for somebody and understand where they came from and why they are the way that they are. But you ain't got to tolerate certain shit from them. If you don't want to be around them, don't fucking be around them. It's like one of those when you know better, you do better type things. Like my mom, she wasn't really there emotionally or she was there physically, but not there physically. I don't know how to explain that. But she was there, but she wasn't there. But she was always there financially. I never went hungry. She probably did. I never experienced not having clothes or shoes or not being able to afford um, going to school dances or, or summer camp. She would give me the money. And although she wasn't really there for me in that motherly, affectionate type of way, I understand why. Because I went back and I noticed that, okay, her mother's like this with her. So it's like, I can understand why you are the way that you are. And I can have the empathy for it because I know that my struggles might also be her struggles. And she probably didn't know how to give me what I needed in the capacity that I needed growing up. So even like with my mom, I always said financially should be straight. Because she never made me truly struggle financially, I said that I would never make her struggle financially. But the journey there is be careful how you treat people because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what your life is going to look like 10, 20 years down the line. It's like even with, um, I was watching Diary of Mad Black Woman today, right? And I was watching a play. So in there, you know, he treated her bad. He cheated on her. He hit on her, all types of shit. And then you went and got paralyzed. And this is the person that's in charge of making sure that you're still breathing. This is the person that's in charge of feeding you and clothing you and shit like that. And the people that you thought would have your back ended up not doing shit for you. You got to be good to people, man. Even I watched this interview with uh, Jack A and Shirley Ralph. And Jack A, she said like she was really like humble with it. And she admitted to treating Kenya Barris wrong when Kenya Barris wasn't Kenya Barris. And it's like, yeah, somebody could be getting your coffee today and be a billionaire tomorrow. Or you just never know who you talking to. That's why I don't be understanding, like, people be having bad days or whatever. If you know that you suck at communicating with people when you have a bad day or you're a shitty person when you have a bad day, don't go out to public places when you know you're having a bad fucking day. Or if you know that you just didn't, you genuinely don't like people or whatever the fuck, you shouldn't be in the club. Somebody gonna do some shit that you don't like and people ain't fighting no more. When I go out, I actually like human interaction because if I don't want human interaction, I stay in the fucking house. But when I go out, I don't mind human interaction. I encourage it. Like, I feel like human interaction is something that you need. Like when I go out, I have one of two of my glasses on. I have my sunshine and rainbows and high alert because, you know, I'm a black woman and I need to be on high alert out here. And then I have my get the fuck in, get the fuck out and high alert because I'm still a black woman and I need to be on high alert. But no matter which pair of shades I wear when I go out, I'm not going to be rude to everybody that I see because I don't want to be out. 
I'm not going to have a bad day and treat you like shit and ruin your fucking bad day. Like, oh, Tabitha Brown. Like, what Tabitha Brown be saying? She'll say, like, have a good day. And even if you're not having a good day, don't you dare go and mess up somebody else's day. But I'm just saying, like, it's been proven time and time again. Your life would be a lot better if you put a little bit more love in your heart. You ain't got to trust everybody and be up everybody's ass. But just be kind to people. But anyway, let's go to word four. The word is prodigious. Prodigious means remarkably great in size, extent, or degree. So how would I use it? Baby, he not gonna change. It's high time you take off that big red nose and them prodigious ass shoes because all that potential that you see in him is not gonna fit in a tiny ass clown car. But that brings us to topic number four. I'm bored with unrealistic expectations. This new year, this one right here, this the year to be so fucking for real. You have no time to not be fucking for real. Because friends are not the only ones that can make or break you, baby. Because you got to be real careful about the people that you choose to spend the rest of your life with. You got to get to know people before you just up and marry them. Marry people because you fuck with them, you love them, and you can see yourself spending the rest of your life with them. Don't let no man or woman come into your life and just wreak havoc. Because last year, you might have chose to have a few screws loose. This year, you know where we're aiming to be? Exactly. So fucking for real. So fucking for real. And if they showing red flags now, get a ass to boot. Do not procreate with these people. When you procreate with somebody, you are giving somebody the okay to instill all of their feelings and all of everything that they believe in into your kid. And the world already don't like your man. We don't like your girl. We don't need that person procreating, period. Because first of all, kids don't deserve the type of problems that come from that type of life with people who don't like each other. And second of all, we don't deserve for y'all to put that seed of Chucky into the world to wreak havoc on our lives. Stop having kids with people that you do not like for real. That motherfucker might come out looking just like that person. Wrap it up or stop fucking. Especially if y'all just sneaky links. You ain't got a guarantee on shit. You ever got your heart broke by a fucking sneaky link? Somebody that you ain't got no commitment to? Fucking with a sneaky link is not for the weak. And then if you're not ready, just don't do it. Or if you just don't want kids, don't fucking do it. Like in the Miss Pat show. The Miss Pat show, at the end of it, she got pregnant and her guy wanted her to keep the baby, but she was, she's older. She's older. So, you know, at that point, you can, there's a lot of risks that come to having a baby. And she didn't want to do that. And then she didn't want to raise another baby at this stage in her life. And she chose to abort the baby and he got seriously upset. And it's like, you don't have to go through the body changes, the mental changes. You don't have to go through that aftermath of having a baby. That postpartum don't get put on you. Shit, I don't even have kids. And I don't have kids because I am not fucking ready. I'm not going to be trapped with no jitting on it. I can't, give, I can't give that kid the life that they deserve. It don't matter if he want the baby, if she want the baby. I feel like there should be something put in place to where when you try to trap somebody with a kid... Or you try to force somebody to have a kid. I feel like it should be something put in place to where you don't have to, you don't have to deal with that kid afterwards. And I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but I would rather an unwilling parent just leave that kid alone rather than fuck that kid up. And then if you do see somebody and they do have a happy, healthy relationship, they do have amazing kids, they do have the life that you feel like you want. Stop fucking being a hater. Because first of all, you never know what they did to get what they got. Second of all, you don't even know if that's what you want. Everybody want different shit. Happiness means something different to every single person. Her happiness might not be your happiness. And then you have to look at it behind the scenes. 
Derek Jackson had a whole platform where he was talking to women about slimy dudes and then ended up being a slimy dude. You know how many women was probably like, oh my gosh, I want a man like Derek Jackson. No, you don't. He literally publicly humiliated this lady. That's why I do not pray for people's relationships. You never know what they're going through behind closed doors, and you never know who looking stupid out here. Or if you see somebody and they always got money, or they have these luxurious brands and all this other stuff. First of all, you don't know what they're doing to get that damn money. And then you see people with all these luxury brands. First of all, we got DH Gate that's snapping on these hoes. DH Gate is identical replicas at this point from what I'm seeing. And then if it's not DHGA and they actually do have these luxury brands and stuff like that, we create the luxury. If we don't buy it, it's no longer fucking luxury. And then shit, if you don't want us always being hated on, first of all, keep doing what you're doing. But at the same time, I hate to see people that's doing so great in life just be in comments all day. People are fucking miserable and misery has always needed company. Why are you providing misery with the company that it needs? It's impossible to argue with stupid. Stop arguing with stupid people before that shit rub off. And then if it's everybody that don't like you or everybody that got a problem with you, like everybody hating on you, it's probably not everybody. Sometimes you got to reevaluate yourself and see, is it you before you start coming for people? But anyways, number five, the fifth word is ebullience. Ebullience means cheerful and full of energy. So how would I use it? Are you going to keep letting the fear of other people's opinions dim the ebullience in your life or are you going to live? Because at that point, you ain't doing shit, trying to listen to other people that ain't doing shit. And it's going to leave you just like they are, without shit. So keep that in mind while you listening to motherfuckers that's listening to motherfuckers. And that brings me to topic five, bored with boring shit. And what do I mean by that? You need to be open to new shit. This year is the year of new. If it's a new year, new you, new shit. Life's real boring when you're not doing shit that you want to do because you listen to other people that's not doing shit that they want to do. Get a new hobby, learn a new language. If you want to get into something, get into something. Stop worrying about what everybody else got going on. Do shit that actually makes you happy. Make a bucket list and go after it. There's no reason why you actually not doing the shit that you actually want to do in life. And be open to learning new things from anybody. Learn from kids, learn from adults, learn from people who you don't like. People that are doing shit that you want to do. Doesn't fucking matter. Learn from YouTube. If you always want to be a social media influencer, go be a social media influencer. It doesn't matter that things are oversaturated or people are or too many people are doing it. So what? You haven't done it yet. Nobody can do it like you do it. You got different ideas. You got different things to bring to the table. And shit, you might be the next Tyler Perry. You are the fucking table. If you always want to start a podcast, start that shit. And if you want to open a business, open a business. But that leads us to number six. The word for number six is fustigate. Fustigate means to beat with the club or to criticize harshly. So how would I use it? Not everybody is meant to have their own business. Some people are actually comfortable where they are. You can't fustigate somebody because they don't want to give up their eight-hour job for a 24-hour job. But that brings us to our sixth topic. I'm bored with hustle culture. Because not everybody is meant to own their own business. Not everybody wants to do that shit. Some people are very comfortable in the position that they are in and there's nothing you can do about it. I get the reasoning behind it. You want the generational wealth thing. I get it. But sometimes generational wealth means different shit to different people. Energy equals time and time equals money. So what does that mean? Some people want to go out, go home after work, kick up their feet and chill. Having a business is a 24 hour job. And if you don't put in that much energy because you are not passionate about it, you ain't finna be making no fucking money. So these people that you're encouraging to start a business and build a business and you gonna help them and all this other stuff, 
First of all, they don't want to pay $800 for a guru to teach them how to do some shit. Second of all, that's not the shit that they really want to fucking do. That's not what they're passionate about. So they're going to either give up or you're going to make these, you're going to have these people broke out here because they're trying to follow in your footsteps. We need employees. We need consumers. Who the fuck is going to consume all that shit if everybody's a business owner? Because at that point, we might as well just barter the shit off. But we need doctors, we need lawyers, we need more police officers. And when I say police officers, I do mean black police officers so that we can get all them races out. Make the races uncomfortable. That's why we need more police officers. But then it's like, we need doctors and lawyers and stuff like that. So why not have your business be the business that helps to fund a doctor going to school or a lawyer going to school or something like that? Not everybody's meant for certain things. And people like doctors and lawyers shouldn't have to leave school and have to pay all these enormous ass fucking bills. Because now when they taking care of you, they taking care of you and they only seeing dollar signs because they got all these bills to fucking pay. And they stressed out because it's not helping them pay them fucking bills. So something that they probably went into because they wanted to help people is something that now put them in debt. When it comes to business, I was always a businesswoman. I was selling people shit when I was a kid. I would sell shit around the house. My mama would buy me snacks and I would sell them. I was always business minded. It was obvious that I go into something like that. If you ask anybody, I always had the business type mindset. I started This Is Boredom Society as a passion project in the sixth grade. I didn't really have enough money to get it off the ground or anything like that. And I didn't even know much about the clothing line business. But I wanted to do it back in sixth grade. No, it wasn't sixth grade. It was eighth grade. Yeah, I wanted to do it back in middle school, though. Like, it's something that I was passionate about. And then if you do have a business, it's okay to fail. Don't let these people who have started earlier than you, that got more money, more research, more more resources and all that other stuff, make you feel less than. Because these people started earlier than you. They started when the economy was a certain way. They started when people had a certain type of money. They started when they could get their name out, when they could get, like, they started earlier. And then maybe they started with people. Because me, I don't have models and stuff like that. I have to be my own model. I have to be my own editor, my own my own filmer. I have to come up with the content. I'm my own social media manager, stuff like that. You have to be ready for that type of shit if you don't have people. So these people, they have resources. They have people who can go and do shit for them. They have their own social media manager, stuff like that. They can post three, four, five times a day. They can do shit that honestly, you just don't have the, you don't have the pull right now to do. And that's okay. Don't compare yourself to these big time people. I remember even Grant Cardone said, um, if you're a man, you make less than 400K a year. You should be ashamed of yourself or some shit like that. Like you should be embarrassed. The fuck you mean? 400K is really good to a lot of fucking people. 100K is good to a lot of people. Some people are begging for 50K a year. A lot of them get up to a certain level and they forget what it's like to be on the lower level. I, and I get it. You're trying to fix people's mindsets. You're trying to start at the lower level or whatever. But people need to work on their delivery. And it's okay to change your mind. I start off with a CMOS business with my auntie. Then I opened up my own sex shop, my, own, my online sex shop. I sold two items. In that whole entire sex shop, I did everything from building a website and all this other stuff. My first time building a website, it's okay to change your mind. It teaches you something. Now, I could build a website for myself. I know how to advertise professionally. I know how to do things that the average person probably wouldn't know how to do. I might not have it perfected, but now I know how to do it because I made my mistakes. Like, it's okay to just sit with yourself, figure out your plan, and execute it. And then if you're black, you already got to do twice the fucking work. So, take your time. But don't just jump into it. Jump into action, but don't just jump into random shit. Because they be like, oh, all you have to do to go from zero to a million, you don't even need your phone. You don't need any money. All you have to do is, no, all you need to do is be fucking for real. Certain shit is just not for everybody. 
And then you have those people who they participate in hustle culture, but they don't have their business. These people are doing 16 hour work days and they think that's just a flex. 16 hour work days is not a fucking flex. That's a slave job. And then it's business owners and stuff like that trying to tell them, oh, well, just get into business for yourself and all this other stuff. First of all, there are two instances with that. One, that person might be in business for themselves and they're trying to fund that business. And then two, if you have a business, now you can pay them double or triple and tell them that they only have to work that eight hour shift or a four hour shift or whatever you got them working. They making double, triple with you. So employ those people, put those people on the radar, like so that you can employ them once you get to a place where you want to be. Like just don't judge nobody for where they at because everybody starts somewhere. They might not end up in that spot. Just like I said, you could judge somebody today and they'll be a billionaire tomorrow. But that brings us to number seven. The word for number seven is bunkum. Bunkum means nonsense. So how would I use it? If self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve your health, why y'all still letting people talk all that bunkum about how getting your nails and hair done is not self-care? That's the epitome of self-care. Some people be hella depressed. They get their nails and their hair done and they feel like a million fucking bucks. Fuck them folks and go pay that lady. But that brings me to topic number seven, bored with burnouts. You need self-care. Viola Davis said in her interview, she said that you have to be ambitious about rest and nurturing yourself. And that's some real shit because you can't be nothing to nobody if you're not taking care of yourself. You got to start treating yourself how you want to be treated or start treating yourself how you treat others. Whichever one is better. Treat yourself like that. Everybody needs self-care. Burnouts are so real in business, in life, in anything. I don't care what you're doing. You can burn out doing whatever the fuck that is. Don't overdo it. Develop a good routine and stick to it. But also find out what you like and not what everybody else likes. You don't have to go on a solo trip because everybody's saying that self-care is going on a solo trip. Because me personally, I'm not going on a fucking solo trip. I don't want to do it. When I go on trips, I go to experience people. I go to experience a life. I go to experience culture and all that. Now, if I have no choice but to go well by myself and I don't really have nobody to go with, hell yeah, I'm finna go. But as a choice, some people like it. Some people don't. That's why we have introverts and we have extroverts. That's probably an introvert's fucking dream. But an extrovert wants a little bit more. I want to go to people's countries, people's cities, and I want to experience the city for what it is. And I'm not saying I want to experience the negatives. I'm not trying to go to Chicago and experience O Block or no shit like that. But I want to experience the beauty of different places. It's like when you go to different islands and stuff. When you talk to other tourists, they be, they'll tell you touristy shit. They'll tell you the tourist attractions. I don't want to go to no tourist attractions. I'm not trying to go somewhere where I can wear my luxury shit. No, fuck that. I want to be in flip-flops and shorts with my hair not done because I'm finna go get the best fucking food of my life. Like, life is about experiences. And then people go on those trips by themselves and the only thing they do is stay on their phone because they by themselves. Stop feeding into what you see. And then I do feel like it's good to take yourself on a date. I feel like you should do it at least one time just to know if it's for you. I remember I took myself, I think I took myself to Benny Hanna's and it was trash as fuck. I wanted to kick my feet up. I was getting hit on by a couple next to me. The food wasn't really that great. The day after I had diarrhea, I mean, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a good experience. I'd rather me be in the house, dance battling myself, doing karaoke while I got some wings in the air fryer and I'm butt booty ass naked. That's when I am self-carrying it the fuck up. <laughs> I am at my happiest 
at moments like that where I could just be me, be free, be good, like just, you know, whatever. But if I do take myself out on a date, it'll be some, it's something adventurous. I would take myself skydiving or some shit like that. Cause to me, I like shit like that. Like that's just, I like adventurous shit. Don't go with what everybody else thinks self-care is. Find your thing. If you like baths, oh my God, baths are fucking amazing. Put some sea salt in that bitch, some Epsom salt, and whatever else you like to put in your bath, some lavender, some rose petals, whatever you want to put in your bath. And if that's self-care to you, then that's fucking self-care to you. But you have to put yourself first. And then another thing that other people really don't talk about, self-care is actually putting yourself first. You got these people and they walking all over you or they always talking shit about you or whatever. Talk your shit. In moderation, and don't do it all the time, but sometimes, shit, when you fed up with some shit, talk your shit. Because now you sitting there in the shower having an entire argument with your damn self about what you should have been saying to that person. You let shit bottle up, and that's how people get physical ailments. That emotional pain can always turn into physical pain. That's why people say things like, you can die of a broken heart. Let that shit out. If you keep a fart in for too long, what's going to happen? You get the bubble guts, Okay. Imagine when you keep all that emotion inside. Your spirit is getting the bubble guts. That was probably a weird analogy. I probably shouldn't have used that one, but y'all got the point. And it's like being with yourself like that, you develop a relationship with yourself. You start to figure out what you like, what you don't like. And self-care is self-love. But yeah, that's just seven things that I think personally that you're going to need to be successful in the new year. And that's just seven things that I think, you know, even if you don't implement them, ponder on them. But that new year, new me shit, that shit is played. Your new year starts when you do. Create your goals, set your intentions, do what you want to do. Don't let folks talk that shit. Keep good people around you and have a great self-care routine so that you do not self-destruct on the way to greatness. I'm Kizzy K and I approve this message. Good night or good morning or good afternoon. Whenever you see it, good that, good that. But all just aside, you can't go wrong with love in your heart and money in your pockets. You're going to have a good motherfucking year. Love you. Bye. As you can see, your host is slightly unhinged and probably needs therapy. But the side effects of watching this podcast may include your skin clearing up, your ass getting fatter, your money getting longer, a loss of fucks given, a significant growth of your edges, receiving constant validation of your emotions, a freedom from societal norms, an expanded knowledge and wisdom with feelings of love and admiration for self, and a clearing of generational curses. You may also experience a loss of narcissistic individuals as well as see a significant increase in hate and ass bitches, which ironically will come with a sense of peace, added happiness, and less stress. You may also start putting yourself first. And even stop fucking with these lames out here because of the instant realization that you are indeed a bad bitch. And you are the winner circle. Please note that these are not all the serious side effects of this podcast, and please be sure to consult with your physician or therapist as to whether or not this podcast may be right for you. And as always, don't be coming around here on that bullshit. And for custom handmade apparel, please visit www.thisisboredomsociety.com. That is www.thisisboredomsociety.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to This Is BS, The Diary of a Bored Black Woman, and we'll see you next week.